Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Charlotte Minor, a love and marriage coach for women. And she helps them to discover their own worth, open their hearts, and create a real-life love story that stands the test of time. Fuck yes. Love that. Hey, Charlotte, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Can you expand a bit more on, you know, where you are with your business today and the kind of women that you love working with? Mm, Thank you so much. So my clients who are all like my best friends now, after I'm done coaching, they send me little screenshots of all the great things their husbands are doing. They're just wonderful women. They're women who are smart and caring, probably have done some therapy, you know, love getting deep into that kind of stuff. And their men are not into that stuff at all. They're not going to watch the Brene Brown talks with you. They don't want to have a hash out every night about relationships. And you're kind of stuck going, this is a really good guy. Like, he's faithful. He's hardworking. He's honest. You know, probably great dad. But, like, I want to have that deep emotional connection with him. And, and I don't know how to get it, you know, because he doesn't really understand what I'm saying when I ask for it. Uh-huh. Um, and so there's just this, this low-grade frustration that's coupled with this guy's too good to leave. Like I wouldn't actually don't really want to divorce him. Like some women get to thinking about it. I don't really want to do that. I would, if I had to though. And yet, you know, I need to get these needs met for this thing to be sustainable for me to be excited to stay in it long-term. Yeah. Those are, those are my women and they are ready to go the next mile to get what they want out of life. Nice. So when, when your ladies come to you, what, do you find typically traditionally is like the first thing that you need to help them to to work through or overstand or overcome so that you can really work well with them Mm, that's that's a perfect question so the first thing is that their feelings are not wrong so they'll say i feel this way is that normal is that okay you know i'm angry or i'm irritable or i'm dissatisfied they're, they're almost expecting me to say that I should just be, tell them they should just be grateful, you know, uh-huh. just apply more gratitude until like the feelings go away. And I, I do the opposite. I say, your feelings are really valid. We need to bring those to the surface and look at them and hold them. I say, your feelings are like your babies. You know, they're crying. You don't throw them in bed and wait for them to shut up. Right. You hold your babies and rock them and pat them and listen to them. Right. And so it's, it's really this, this assumption amongst most of my clients, because they have what I call the reasonable practical woman syndrome. They're like, ah, you know, I don't want to trouble and things are pretty good. We don't want to rock the boat. Just, oh, just this, a small irritation. 
it's fine. That word yeah. we use a lot within Unforget Yourself. It's fine. Yeah. Nobody wants a fucking fine life. You want an amazing, gorgeous, spectacular life. It's just fine. It's okay. Oh, the killer of dreams, right? Right, exactly. So when they say, I feel all these things, and then they negate it right after. But it's not that bad. But it's actually pretty good. But he's actually a nice guy. And I always tell them, I'm not here to judge him. I'm not going to think he's a bad man if you tell me you're sad. I don't think you're a bad woman if you want to kill him sometimes. These emotions are valid. And we need to make a big space for them. A lot of space for your feelings. Oh, so your first step is... It's validation, but not in the sake of it's okay. It's validation of no, that that actually matters. Um, a concept that we work a lot with. Um, listen to the whispers before they become screams. Now, I think that's what you're eloquently describing there. Of yeah, these little emotions. Yeah, we're a fucking emotional human being. Your emotions are valid. They're telling you something, a need, a desire. Something is there. I'll give them the space to be like, hey, what do, what do you want? What do you want, emotion? What's going on? So I love that that's the first step to help extract that. And that with that must come an awful lot of empowerment. But is that kind of scary sometimes to allow people to feel, <laughs> to feel their feelings? It, it can be scary to do without support. Like this is where the coaching really is valuable. Because if you sit and go, okay, what am I really feeling? You might feel all kinds of feelings that come from when you were two years old. Like you could feel a rush of stuff and not know what to do with it. And so people have that intuition that if I start feeling my feelings, I don't know what chaos I'm going to tap into. Right. But when you do it in a container with a coach, it's like, okay, I'm going to sit here with you. I'm going to let you pour all this out and I'm going to help you put the pieces back together before the call ends. Mm. <laughs> You're not just going to be laid bare having no idea how to process and how to um attend to yourself right yeah so that support for maybe the fear of the unknown maybe it's the actual unknown they have no idea what's going to happen and you know there's more to that there's things that need to be nurtured honored given the, the safe space to be to be heard um that's right that's that's absolutely huge so beautiful work love that what made this for you, your business? What was it that you were like, yes, this is exactly what I want to do? What was the trigger moment? What was the opportunity? How did this come about? Uh, I love this story because I was my clients. So I was married a good guy, had two kids, totally hit the wall in my relationship. And was I had read all the relationship books. I had been to therapy. I was a huge you know, self-help woman. I thought I had it all figured out. And yet look at my relationship, you know, not great communication, lots of bickering, not much connection. I can't communicate with him. I can't get him to hear what I want to say. And I was really frustrated and really sad. And, you know, this is partly coupled with, I had a baby and a toddler. So this was like the crucible of everything hitting the fan. But I got to a point where I went, this is everything I ever dreamed of. I wanted a husband. I wanted kids. I'm staying home with them. This is everything I ever wanted, but I'm miserable. I need to look inside. This is not uh, try someone else. Maybe that was the wrong decision. This is go deeper. And so when I started going deeper and I started asking for help everywhere I could and trying things I never would have tried, I started transforming the relationship. And he started opening up, talking to me, smiling at me, helping me. All the romance came back. And that took 
about a year and a half of painful trial and error, almost two years. Um, but once I did that, I went, I have to share this with other women. Like I mm. never dreamed of being an entrepreneur. I'm, I'm not a serial entrepreneur. I wasn't like, what can I do to have a job? I was just like, this problem has to be rife because I am an ordinary, decent woman with an ordinary, decent man. We don't have addictions. We don't have, um, you know, abuse. We don't have any extreme issues in our relationship. And yet we were headed downhill. Like if it had stayed that way for five, six years, we would have been like most people who get divorced at year seven or eight. You know, just after you've gone over the hardest time with the kids, you're completely burnt out and people just end it. Yeah. Right. So when that happened, I, uh, I decided that this was my message I needed to share. Beautiful. So with that, you became the, <laughs> the accidental entrepreneur. Like, I didn't mean this to happen. I didn't want it to, but yours started with the passion. The drive was like, oh, fuck yes. I need to help other women. No one else needs to go through what I was going through and what I almost went through. So you've taken it upon yourself to, this is, this is the mission. This is what I do. So what, what was it like for you as you started your business, as you started to um, put this together and, and launch? I love that phrase, accidental entrepreneur, because that really nails it. I had no business occupant awareness interest at all. <laughs> so I started from nothing. Um, and I just got on the internet, as you do, and was searching, how do you do this? And what do you do? And um, I found a program called Uncage Your Business for the very bare bones of getting your messaging and started on Facebook. And I literally just put one post up there telling everybody what I was doing and someone in my community reached out to me. And that's how it all began. Just really like, um, how do I put it? No bells and whistles, just hung out the shingle and prayed and it happened. Um, and that first client, it was, I was sweating through every call. <laughs> I was so nervous. <laughs> I charged as little as I humanly could. Um, and she, she got the results she wanted. She said that you know, I totally changed her life and she was on her third marriage, but she had a kid with this man. And she's like, I'm not doing this again. I will figure this out. Mm. And, um, I helped her get happy with herself and her marriage. And so that was, that was kind of like the turning point because you got to validate that first time. Like, am I just making this up? Am I just, you know, a little bit overconfident? Will my results duplicate with people who aren't me, who don't have my husband, etc.? Yeah. And so after that, um, I just started learning as I went and cobbling things together. Nice. We were joking offline before we press record. It was, yeah, I you didn't have any bad habits. You didn't quite know what to do wrong. So it's like, you didn't know how hard it should fucking be. Now you're in here. Now you've heard all the, the horror stories and how everyone else is struggling for leads and clients and mm, all this right. stuff. Back in that, it's like, oh, I think this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to put this post together. I'm going to do this. I'm going to serve the hell out of them. And oh shit, it fucking worked. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Love that. So when did it when did it become business for you? When was it like, ah, oh, shit, I need to put some structure around this. I need to start to put this together. What was it like for you as you grew into the business you are today? So the next step was I wanted a website. And everybody said to me, you don't need a website. Nobody uses websites these days. And I thought, no, this is like my office. I do not feel legitimate without a website. So I spent hours and hours working on copy. I bartered the website. And it's true. People don't really read the website. <laughs> but the couple of people who did were like, you've spoken my whole life. Like, this is exactly my life. 
And I've also noticed that an older generation of clientele do not buy through Facebook or they find that it's unprofessional. So even I would get reference, people would refer me through Facebook, but mm. they would contact me through my website contact. Yeah. So that's just a share to say that it's, I do still find value in the website thing for that aspect, because for some people, I mean, there's so many coaches on the internet and on Facebook that the credibility issue is something that's hard for some people. Like, well, how do I know you're a real thing unless I can't at least just read your website? So I got into the website and I, I still was just getting clients through Facebook um, just by like offering help in groups and stuff like that. And that was working really well for a while. Um, and then just this last year, my husband started working away and my kids got sick a whole bunch. And what I realized is that the, the mode of marketing I was doing is super labor intensive mm. and it requires me all the time, right? right? Like I've got to be in those groups. It's also a bit random because you don't know how many of those people are going to be your people. And then you've got to comment and it was, it just didn't feel sustainable to me anymore. And so I kind of hit this point of like, that really worked, but like, I don't want to maintain that. I can't maintain it through the ups and downs of motherhood and, mm. and life. And so now I'm at this, it's almost like reinvent the business time three years in and it feels hard now. It feels okay, let's, hard. Let's talk about that because of what you described there is it's beautiful. It's, it's the, it's the next level challenge. We all go through different transitions in our business yeah. and the external your husband working away, kids getting sick, all the time is needed from you as a, as a wife, as a mother, mm-hmm. which means you can't continue to put all this work into your business. So how we automate, how we grow the business, who we bring on, what is the next step? And it's, again, if you haven't done it, you don't fucking know. It's scary. So have there been times throughout this journey where you've been like, I, I'm not sure if I can do this. I'm not sure what I'm doing anymore. Do you even though you got fantastic results for your clients, did you even question the business or did it not get that far? I have never questioned the business. And that's one thing I'm grateful for. Uh, Partly I have to thank my husband. He's the primary breadwinner. He's not like checking my statements every month and being like, is this making money? You know, he's (laughs) allowing me that space. Like he sees it as my passion project. He sees how much joy it gives me. Um, I so wish every woman has this. There's ways to enroll your husband that help with this because sometimes this is a common struggle with my clients. Like, oh, my husband doesn't believe in me and stuff. Um, my husband really believes in me, partly because our marriage is awesome now. <laughs> so, then he, so then he's pretty he's, happy. He's the proof. He can't yeah, not yeah. believe you because, yeah, I, that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so he's I really sweet. <laughs> Whenever he goes on road trips and stuff, he's always telling everybody he meets what I do. I'm like, oh, you're the best promoter ever. Um, but what, what was the question again about, um, oh, giving up on the business. In the first year of my business, I heard that everywhere. People, people, you know, small businesses don't make it past the first year and, and people give up and stuff. And I thought, that's not going to be me. Mm. And I learned that concept of massive action where you choose your goal and you decide you're not going to quit until you get it. And it soothed me so much. I thought, if quitting is not an option, I don't have to rehash this ever again. And so I don't. Nice. So what is it for you? So year three. So now you get, oh, you got the, the, the sort of the, the, the toddler of the, the, the business world right. and how you manage right. that, how you tweak, how it changes. Because It's now got legs. It now runs away. It's got a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> so we can continue with the family metaphor. But yeah, what's it like? What's, what's standing in your way right now? Because you feel like you've overcome so many challenges and then like, 
fuck, I, I solved all this stuff. Now things are different. So what does that look like for you personally? I think there's a part of me that feels guilty to have a job that I love and makes good money. It doesn't feel fair. Tell me more about that. Well, you know, I come from middle, lower class, middle. My husband comes from like, like trades people. These people work 12 hours a day. There's no passive income. There's no digital products. Like that's, that's your life, you know? And so I know this is wrong, but there's a part of me that feels like it's disrespectful to physical laborers, teachers, and nurses to charge what I charge. I don't think I've ever said that that clearly out loud. It does feel gross. Feels gross. Okay, let's let's dive into this a little bit because that that's big. That's huge. And I want to honor that. Money, financial mindset comes into everything. It's a yes. business. And so having these, we all have these stories or promises or old beliefs. We, you know, the thing you teach us, you've done so much mindset work, you've done so much self-development. It's you know all these programs how they come in, where they come from. Logically knowing it, actually then emotionally feeling it, just not about it is two different things. So yeah. holding that space for, it feels gross. Okay. That's like someone in sales saying, I hate sales. That's talking to a client okay. a couple of days ago. They hate sales. They hate sales, but they're struggling to get sales through, but they hate sales calls. Okay. They've set a, a rule that they can't, take this action for a certain number of days they've take, made this rule that they can't do this i'm like hey oh my gosh look at how you're talking about it it's the right. it's just the perception of it so how can we how can we tweak your perception in the next five minutes around it's gross okay you've helped so many people right hmm. In fact, fuck it, let's get the emotion out of it. Let's make this a logical decision. How much is a divorce? Oh, it depends on how much money you have, but they say that women work on an average 10 extra years of their life if they've been divorced. Ooh, okay. Quite expensive. Yeah. Yeah, what you charge is nothing compared to that. Not even a drop in the ocean. Yeah. Okay. So let's hold space for the energy of the money. Let's go full woo. The energy of this. How dare you not charge an absorbent, stupid amount of money to give someone the, oh my gosh, the happiness, the love back in the life. Even just the, the shred of hope and faith that they can get some kind of beauty back into something that they that they actually want it's that mm. trust that mm -hmm. faith that belief fuck yes you charge for it in fact you're probably charging at least three or four times what you are charging that'll be later on that'll be some high-end stuff that you do mm. and then that'll be your new normal You know, what really is meaningful to me is that it's cycle breaking. There are generations of women who have never got what they wanted in life and in love. And kids who've lived with burnt out 
depressed moms because of it or divorced or no dads. And so truly I see women as the linchpin of this healing of generations. And you're at the forefront and you get to, you get to guide people through this. So what I love to do is tie an anchor, tie a little bow from one aspect to another one. Look at what you're going through right now. You're in a cycle right now. You're looking at your business. Like, how can I charge this much? I, I, you, you're not for a second. If you doubted your business, you just told me that. Fuck yes. Love that. But you are doubting the value. You are doubting what other people might think. Mm-hmm. Ooh, there's an interesting, it might actually be true. It might be made up in your head through your beliefs, your experience. How can you earn and live a damn good life? without pulling 12 hour days pretty much what you just said earlier right that has nothing to do with another we can all pull reasons and justification of why these Mm -hmm. people who make do do this difference they have to do this so what that's an irrelevant argument we're not talking about that let's not muddy the waters Mm -hmm. so i with you and everyone listening at home i how can you pull in some of your uniqueness, some of your spirit, some of your fight, some that, that you teach. And actually use that. You know you break cycles. You're not a business coach. You're a, a personal relationship coach. Mm. So I don't expect to have all the answers from a business perspective. But you can borrow some of the techniques. Mm. If you can represent the money, the value with whatever it is with your business. Then you just translate it over. That makes sense. Yeah, I hear you. I see those things. I see them as big value. And then I, I decouple that from money when it's not different. Money is just energy. Yeah. I mean, it's given a bad rep. We need it to survive in this world. We need it. It's a resource. Just like love. Just like connection. Yeah, the thing that you bring something that from my work, in my work, you're worthy of what you desire. You're worthy. It doesn't mean you're entitled. It doesn't mean you demand it. It doesn't mean you're a princess about it. But why not you? Why not have an absolutely amazing marriage, not just a marriage that's better than most people you know? Okay, let's flip this again. Your clients, your clients, do they they get fear of success? Do they get scared for, oh, what if this actually does work? What if my marriage does get better? Have you ever heard that? What they get scared of is receiving too much and feeling indebted. That's what they get afraid of. Receiving too much love, too much joy. Too much attention, too much affection, too much access. Like, so I'll get them to visualize their husband doing all the things they want them to do Mm -hmm. all in one day, everything, all the things. And how do you feel? And they feel anxious because their conditioning is that there's always a tit for tat. Mm -hmm. How am I going to repay all of that? As opposed to being able to just receive. So what's one way that you help them to squash that? Well, in the relationship world, men love to give and it actually robs them the joy of giving if you try to pay them back. So you're doing them a favor by just receiving joyously. 
Yes. With anyone who's trying to give you a present, they're trying yeah. to give you a present. If you don't receive it, you've, yeah. you've ruined it for, for them. And there's yeah. that, that flow. Let's go full woo again. There's that, the law of flow, the law of rhythm. You have to give, receive, breathe in, breathe out. It's part of it. So their challenge is, but what do I do with this? Whereas with, with business, I say back to the business side, this is a business podcast. We talk about the ups and downs of being a business owner. As you grow, what comes with that? Where's the fear around that? Mm. I thought of that when I said about the tit for tat. I, I suppose there's a similar expectation that something will be extracted from me if I get too much. Really in a kind of woo way, you know? Like, yeah. you know, the stories, right? People sell their soul for money. How many stories are there like that? You know, people's marriages implode because the woman becomes, actually women do divorce their husbands a lot when they make more money than them. And even though I know I wouldn't do that, it's somehow scary. That you would be, sorry, for your clients or for yourself? That For me, that it would change me, that the success would change me. Like I, I see myself as like a simple person enjoying simple pleasures, mm. not demanding, not extravagant, you know, having almost, almost like a morality to that type of woman. Yeah. And then, and then if I were to receive a lot of money and become wealthy, I don't know that woman. I don't know what she would, how she would handle it. Would she handle it well? Would she squander it all? Like, it's almost like I don't trust myself with that level of responsibility. Just like your clients don't trust themselves with receiving so much love, so much joy, so much attention. Yeah. It's true. Same concept, different, different application. Different round, yeah. This yeah. is beautiful. I often say, and you'll hear me saying this a lot on the podcast, we, we all teach, we all share what we needed and what we actually need at different levels, different places. So what you're teaching right now and everyone at home, when you get a new client, when they come with a new problem, when you're in your zone of genius, if you could, if, if you could have that microsecond and pause and be like, what do I need to learn? What do I need to hear in this moment? Because we are not golden gurus who have it all sorted. We're still human beings going through this. You've eloquently described that. Huge success, beautiful changes, yet you still have your challenges. Fear of yeah. success, fear of what happens next, fear of who you'll become. You're going to change. Of course you are. We, we all change. Mm. How can you do it in, in, a, in the right way for you? And then you come into authenticity. Mm -hmm. What's right for you? Yeah, I feel that. Okay. This has been fun. This is cool. So where's your, yeah. where's your business going? What's What's the goal for this year? My goal is to automate a lot of things, you know, and, and uh, with podcasts, with email um, lists and, um, and not be so uh, focused on social media marketing, being able to have my own little world. Um, my goal is also to hone you know, instead of being everywhere at once, being like, is my messaging clear? Is the client journey direct? Is, does it mm. make sense? 
how do people feel when they come into my world? Do they know what's going on? Um, just realizing how easy it is to be so close to it that I know exactly what I'm talking about when maybe nobody else does. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that that's what that's my focus is. I kind of want to go really deep and plant a big tree. Mm. Nice. I think you're right. Your time is so scattered across so many different things. You're yeah. trying to do all these manual processes, which here's, oh, crumbs. Yeah, the solopreneur, the solopreneur that comes into business for their passion projects. Typically, they're people pleasers, they have people pleaser mentalities, over delivering, undercharging, questioning their worth, losing that work life balance. And it's how to utilize the time best because all those things you've done have got you to where you are, which is beautiful. Your mm -hmm. brain thinks, ah, shit, this works. Do more of it. It's like, no, that got you that far, but what's next? So right. this is going to be a gloriously frustrating and beautiful time as you try and work out what's, what the right thing is. I needed to hear that because there's this voice in my head going, why are you changing it? Why are you changing it? Don't make it different. But I know it has to be, my, my little business has to grow up and get a little more independent and not be my baby anymore because I've done with babies. My kids are four uh, and six, we're out of the baby stage. Let's, let's tweak this analogy. It's nothing it's not to do with a baby. It's your relationship with your business. Personify mm. your business. And right. you just said, why would you change it? When your clients come to you, when your prospects come to you, but why would I change it? It's fine. He's He's okay. He's, he's, a good, he's a good dad. He's good. I, I don't really right. need this. I don't really need that. It's okay. It's fine. Right. Why do you need to change? Because mm. if you don't change, you then can't reach more women and help save more marriages, which means the kids and the husband also enjoy their life more. Right. If you it charge more money, yes. if you charge more money, then you have the resources to maybe help people who maybe couldn't afford you you can do some other work outreach to those that aren't quite at that place. There's mm -hmm. so much for it for what happens if, so that next level that you said was kind of scary, you know, this novice place, you've got this down to a T like, yeah, you want to stay here. And if you do, it's cool. If that's what you really want, great. But if it's not, ah, oh, you just been put at choice. I'm a growth junkie. There's no staying in one place for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Love that. Shy, thank you so much. Hey, this has been, we can talk for hours on this. This has been so much fun. Thank you for sharing your, your personal journey behind this and for sharing everything that you, you help your women and by association their family to do. Um, it's been fascinating. I've really appreciated you listening so deeply and reflecting back to me what's going on. Uh, yeah, thank you. It's given me a lot, a lot more clarity moving forward at this season. You're so, so welcome. Look, if people want to, if they fall in love with you and need what you have, where can they find you online? Go to my website. It's very easy to find, shilohmen.com. Um, you can find all about my stories and, and uh, get into my world. But you can always just find me on Facebook and message me if you're one of those casual people, because I do that too. <laughs> <laughs> awesome stuff. So everyone, if you're curious or in dire need, Go check it out. And Charlotte, thank you so, so much again. This has been, it's been so much fun. Thank you. 
Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is. And we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah. So please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.